Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake. And here we go weather-wise. Right now in Galveston, it is 64 degrees. Looking at cloudy skies with uh, more morning fog. A little bit foggy this morning coming in. High of 69 today. East-southeast winds 10 to 20. And then for tonight, cloudy, scattered thunderstorms developing after midnight. Areas of patchy fog, low near 65. Winds will be southeast 5 to 10. That rain chance about 40% tonight. And for tomorrow, mostly cloudy with showers and a few thunderstorms. High of 69, southeast 10 to 20. And that rain chance tomorrow is about about 50%. It's better than it was earlier in the week. They were showing 70, 80%. So maybe we'll get just a little bit and everything will be fine. All right, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We're on two of them just like yesterday. We have a low that occurred at 3.09 a.m. It was a negative 0.3, and then we have a high at 1.41 p.m. It's a 1.2. Sunrise, 6.42 a.m., sunset, 6.20 p.m., moon phase, 59%. Coming off that full moon, so we're about half now. Uh, looking at current conditions right now, uh, Galveston Channel showing 64 degrees with 63-degree water, east-southeast 5 to 7. Eagle Point, it's 67 degrees with 63-degree water, southeast 3 to 5. And Morgan's Point, 62 degrees with 64-degree water, east-southeast 3 to 5. Barometric pressure at all three stations is 29.93 inches and falling. So that's pretty much... uh, where we're at weather-wise and uh, otherwise, let's run down to uh, the Tri-Bay area or run over there and check in with uh, the Hammer, Captain Glenn Hammond, see what he's up to. 
Hammer, good morning. How are you? Hey, just fine, Captain Mickey. Thank you for asking, buddy. How's everything on your end? Oh, it couldn't be better. It's all good. We're, we're socked in over here with a fog. A little froggy over there? Yeah. Boy, is it ever. Is it ever. And I couldn't tell you what kind of wind we got because my little machine's got a goose egg on it this morning. So winds might be light. What kind of what kind of reading? Not you much getting? wind. You're right. Not much wind. It's yeah. It's it's foggy as ever. But uh, we'll we'll get through it. Hey, uh, got to go fishing yesterday to no avail, but we got got to get out and enjoy ourselves. Right. Uh, a couple of friends come down, one from Dripping Springs and from one from the local area right here. And and uh, they they have a boat, but they uh, still want to learn a little bit more about the bay. And they basically wanted to catch fish, and don't we all? But mm-hmm. uh, it was one of those days, Captain Mickey, where, man, I don't – we we just couldn't do it. I mean, the only – we had one keeper trout in our boat, and it was caught on plastic. Uh, the shrimp, we caught some baby reds, just a few, not a bunch, not, not a bunch at all. I mean, with an incoming tide, the water was decent, uh, plenty of salt in it. I just couldn't, uh, couldn't get the fish to go off. I mean, for that was my report. Now we stayed out from seven o'clock in the morning and we got back here at noon. So five hours and one fish, and and uh, three of us fish. Well, I fished a little bit. I threw plastics, but uh, I didn't. I caught one little bit of dink, and that was it for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just uh, just one of those days, man. You, you couldn't get them. You know, I'm laughing right now. Anyway, I wanted <laughs> them to catch fish, but uh, he brought me a nice uh, knife and a and a sheath. He goes, here, the last time I was with you, man, you had to jump out of the boat and cut a crab trap off your prop, and you didn't have a knife in the boat, so I brought you a knife. <laughs> so he gave me a nice little knife. And Anyway, I went everywhere. I, I fished the deep waters. I fished the shallow waters. We fished over mud. We fished over shell, a combination right. of mud and shell. It didn't matter, Captain Mickey. It just, they, those fish just wasn't eating. And, uh, so I get home, and my next-door neighbor, Captain Brandon, and his wife, Angie, they went out. They stayed out the same length of time we were. They only had one fish, in their boat, and they didn't even they didn't even keep it. But, uh, nope, very slow for them, too. And then I had another friend that fishes with me, lifelong friend, and him and his wife come up, and well, I got three boats in the driveway and one keeper fish. He didn't get any bites. Him and his wife, they threw plastics. Boy, y'all wiped the population out over there yesterday, didn't you? I guess guess so, man. I heard of some slow catches yesterday, too. A lot of people uh, had some tough, tough times. Yeah, uh, I I couldn't put a finger on it. Like I said, we had a good incoming tide. Uh, good, good water movement. Uh, I couldn't find any bait, just very little bait anywhere we went. Now, also, we were getting a 57, 58 degree water temperature. So it mm-hmm. chilled down the last couple of days with that overcast and, and uh, the way the winds were blowing. But Well, and now it's got a little cooler, too, you know, with that last front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, cool, it cooled it down. And 
Look, we call one, uh, I call it a spot croaker, but it's kind of like an Atlantic croaker. It's kind of a funny look. It looks like their mouth is on towards the bottom of them. They just don't look like Yeah, that's a spot. They call those spots. Mm -hmm. Atlantic croaker is what we call it a golden croaker. It's actually an Atlantic croaker. Yeah, but the water's still cool, cool, too cool in the bay to have uh, sand trout, whiting, croakers, all that stuff, man, that goes along. Um, People love to eat them. They love to catch them. You know, it's just something, but uh uh-uh. Couldn't find anything. I mean, that's how. That's how. I don't know if those fish are just still so chilled. They're staying in deep water or what? No, nah, we, it's just. Hey, it, man! All the bait stealers are going to be coming before you know it. You know, skipjacks and hardheads, right. gaff top, sure. croaker, piggies. You know, all the all with the hot water, all with yeah. the warm water. They love well, the warm. Corn we're staying. We, you know, we're staying above sixty in the main part of Galveston Bay, and it's. Sparks, you know, the drum run's going real good now. They're starting to catch some big nasties, a lot of pup drum and all that. So we're right, awesome. we're right there. Yeah, we're going to have a run here at the jetties here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, uh, here recently, I, you know, when the Gulf was calm, uh, I seen a bunch of boats out towards the end of the jetties. That's where I used to go out and fish. I love. You're mm-hmm. always going to hook into something out there towards the mouth of the jetties or around the surfside side of it or whatever. But anyway, no, it's, uh, I, you know, besides those two boats coming over to visit and, and them telling me the same thing <laughs> that we experienced, I didn't feel near as bad, you know. Hey, misery hey, loves man. company, huh, bud? <laughs> let's let's yeah, all it, drink it, a it beer sure and, and uh, lick our wounds here, regroup. Now, that's exactly what we did, too. We there fired you go. That's, hey, that's what fishing's all about, man. That's... come back and and licked our wounds and fired up the barbecue pit and we actually fired up the the fire pit across the street and had us a nice fire in it last night right so, but it was too moisty to get the fire going real good just everything the wood just nothing wanted to burn i even got my blower out my uh yard my leaf blower right try to get it, it going up. good right oh yeah and i i'd boy i'd have it going good <laughs> As soon as I turned that blower off, about five minutes later, that flame would be gone. So, we, so much for having a fire outside. Just anyway, it looks like on on my bottom camera underneath the house, it looks like it's snowing. If there's so much, uh, it's magnifying the the little particles of the fog. Yeah, even the streets are kind of wet from the heavy fog, you know, coming in this morning. It was just man, it's real damp, real moist. Well, I, I got in and I was I was just worthless. I mean, I was wore out. I mean, I I, I fished them hard. I took them to every little towhead, every little reef. Ever we we used a trolling motor and went down the channel. We fished in eight to ten feet of water. It didn't matter. Couldn't get a bite. Uh, that was about the slowest fishing I've seen in a while. And I know we all have those days. And uh, I just don't. Ho- I hope I don't have too many more of them. But those they had a the customers had a real real good time. Uh, I sent them to a fish market. You know what I mean. I said, <laughs> Here's a, I'll make sure you go home with some fish. Here's the address. <laughs> go, go there and pick you up some snappers. Yeah, stop um, by and pick but, you up uh, some some grunts. <laughs> yeah, seen uh, seen quite a few of the crabbers out putting their traps back out yesterday. Yep. So. Their Monday was a the day they could start putting them out, but I don't know. Maybe they've been cleaning them and all that stuff. But it's a lot of work for those guys, and 
Yeah, crap is not easy. That's it's tough. No, no, it's not. And they're steady at it too. I mean, they're every day putting them down. It's a dirty job. Me, it is nasty old job. And then I have boats. I can see them following them around the bay because they were where they bait up a trap that pops up a slick, and uh, and all of a sudden you'll look across the bay and you'll see two or three slicks. And boy, I see boats hauling. There they go, man. They're going straight. They don't realize that it's that oil coming off of that new, uh, you know, the fish carcasses that they put in the. They use all kind of stuff. They get them from the offshore boats. You know, all their scraps and stuff and fill those crab traps with them. But boy, do they make a big old slick around them. And uh, it can fool you if you're not paying attention. But uh, let's see. Other than that, our tides kind of holding normal, you know, so-so normal, I guess. They come in a little bit with that east wind, and now they kind of went back out yesterday. The towheads were exposed again. They're sticking two feet out of the water everywhere, so... We're we're still not getting the water. I know it's going to come, but right now it's very shallow. So if you're coming in this area, just uh, proceed with caution. I mean, uh, I hear stories every day of somebody. Well, I felt something bump under my boat, and and then I came to a dead stop, and I was on a sandbar. And you know, this area is very tricky like that, especially around the pass. Because yeah. that water chips so much sand in and out, it's just a constant movement of sand. You know, as much the volume of water coming and going through that pass, out of fishing the mouth of yeah, Christmas, it changes or, all the time, year to year. Yeah, Churchill Bayou, where it goes into Christmas, and 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 where it goes into uh, where uh, Bastrop comes in, and all that uh-huh. stuff. Man, that water, that water right there in Christmas Bay between Bastrop and Cold Pass. Uh, it changes all the time, man. You, yeah, you might even see a big old tree stuck up on the sandbar for, you know, from high tides, and right. it flushes them in there. So, all right, Hammer. Well, yes, hey, sir, man, buddy. you have a good Sunday. If somebody wants to call you about coming over to the Tribe Bay area, give them, a, give them a number, buddy. You bet, and I appreciate you. 713-208-0683. Thank you. Happy fun Sunday, everybody. All right, Glenn. See you now. Yes, Take care. Okay. Have a good Sunday. All right. Well, you know, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop. And, you know, for all your different types of grade A choice, beef, pork, and chicken, the whole nine yards, they have it there. Plus, their processing facilities right next door. They process year-round. And uh, check out their smoked sausage samples. They have them available daily. You can try it before you buy it, see which blend you like the best. And they have a full menu pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And check out their ground beef special, three fifty nine a pound for a 10-pound bulk pack or more, eighty five fifteen blend. And, and uh, gear up for all your cooking this uh this spring and summer with briskets, pork ribs, smoked sausage, competitive pricing. And uh, you can actually order a quarter calf or a half calf. That's available for pre-order, and you can have it custom processed. And they're wild game processing. It's open year-round. And uh, try making some Vinny dogs or hog dogs out of your wild game. It's really good. Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 420 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go track down uh, Jeff Naylor. I don't know where he's at. It's a lot of snow. I think he's in Winter Park or somewhere. Hey, there ain't no kingfish or, or ling or anything up there, man. No, no. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, yeah. little too, where are you little too at? much Colorado? That. Yeah, I'm in Breckenridge this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Man, I tell you, they got hit with that storm last night, and they talked about on the mountain yesterday between eight and eighteen inches. You know, and, and shoot, you know, we went out, went out and ate dinner last night, and no snow. I was thinking, shoot, it might just blow over or something. I woke up and looked out the window. It's every bit of two foot on the ground. I mean, man, it's crazy. That mountain life, man, it's a different, different ball game. You know? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, we're not going anywhere until a plow truck comes and, and digs us out because, uh, yeah, yeah, it's too thick. But, uh, yeah, so we did we did Breckenridge this week and weekend and, uh, you know, did Utah a couple weeks or, excuse me, in February. So, yeah, I think we're going to start a little trend this year of, of or, excuse me, trend moving forward of, of going uh, skiing every year at least a couple times. So, yeah. I used to do we'll that. See. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And this you know, time man, of year, a... you get that good powder, man, with these spring snows like that. It makes oh, for yeah. some good skiing. I had to tell you, I mean, yesterday was amazing. They've been getting dumped on for the last probably month now. Yeah. And uh, yesterday it was in the on the mountain. It was probably in the high 30s, you know, low 40s, sun out, blaming and, and, you know, just soft powder the whole day. I mean, it was uh, it was picture perfect ski conditions yeah. so man i'm not complaining you know the last time we came up here last year to keystone and uh we we hooked up with a guy i was supposed to had some private fishing uh streams stuff like that to go to unfortunately he couldn't make it all work this weekend but you know uh they they got some dynamite fishing up here too apparently um yeah they do. if you're to, into uh, that kind of fishing that's uh it's really good a lot of people. Yeah. I know a lot of guys that go up there and fish. A lot of natural trout in the streams and stuff like sure. that. You know, and then, uh, like I said, they, they, they close all sections of it to, at like a private, uh, you know, landowner type thing. And, and apparently they get real big. Some of the trout do. I mean, you know, we went trout fishing over in, in Georgia, you know, in the Blue Ridge Mountains not that long ago. And, and that was amazing, too. But, uh I tell you what, it's a different scenery over here, man. Bigger mountains, you know, mm-hmm. plains, conditions, that kind of thing. But uh, I tell you what, everything else about this place is pretty awesome, with the exceptions of going in and out of that Denver airport, man. It is, it's so tough, man. If you can ever avoid, I'll give you some, I can give some advice. Uh, don't try to avoid Denver airport as much as you can. It's, uh, it's a, <laughs> we were saying packed. that 30 years ago <laughs> yeah, dude. i have yet to be there where they're not working on some wing of it you know and it's just it's just a mess i mean last year when we went to keystone we we came uh i think we got to the airport back to the denver airport ready to fly to 
to Houston about two hours early, and thank God we did because the lines getting through security and everything else. I mean, we were basically running to the airplane just trying to make it. I mean, it was tight. And, uh, you know, here, much like, you know, Chicago O'Hare is another one, but, uh, you know, you got to. Atlanta's another one. Yeah, Atlanta's bad. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. You got to catch trams to go, you know, to the um, baggage claim. And then after that, you know, you got to catch a bus to go here. You know, it's just a. I know. I did all that stuff back in the day with my wife, you know, her being a travel agent all her life, and we went to a lot of places. Needless to say, my traveling days are over. <laughs> How was that business? I mean, I know I've asked you before, but uh, it was you know, it was great know. when it was when it was going on, and then you know it just uh, you know it just steadily declined, and then COVID pretty much finished it off. Oh wow! You know for. For leisure travel, you know, commercial still big, you know, booking, you know, companies and commercial that way through the travel industry. But leisure travel, you know, everybody can put pretty much do it themselves, go online and do it all. You know, she specialized in Caribbean vacations and cruises and, you know, Disney deals. And she had a lot of categories that she just stayed swamped. But when COVID came, it, uh, took down everything wow has it come back at all shut her down that was that was the end of her career she needed two more years to retire and she got uh she got bit oh man that's terrible yeah it is it uh (laughs) i can feel it (laughs) yeah that's life you know, and it is an ever-changing world in terms of that vacation stuff. I mean, you know, with Airbnbs and all this kind of stuff. I mean, yes. it's, uh, you know, my wife, she gets on, and I tell you, it's so crazy. Like, to book our place here, I mean, you know, she would read reviews and go on to several different websites, go on to a whole bunch of different booking agency or booking, uh, yeah, agencies here locally and stuff like that to find the best deal. I mean, it was well, well, it was she, always uh, better for you to book to it, through a travel you know? agent because they could, if you had any problems, once you got there and your hotel wasn't booked you know, like you thought you booked it, if you do it with a travel agent, they can take care of that for you and get get it handled over the phone instead of you and right. you just being hung out to dry and everything. And uh, that's sure. why it was always better. And, and you know, the service you got with it where you were guaranteed that something good was going to happen during your vacation instead of the vacation nightmare. We see that, you know, you see that a lot nowadays. But, sure. Well, cool. Hey, I, uh, Sharky and I were talking about you yesterday. Have you heard what's leading the uh, winter Wahoo? Uh, so I think Cadillac is still, I was, I was down at the Marina a couple of days, uh, last week before I left. And I think Cadillac is still winning They're and they're, Leading with like a two hundred seven or two hundred eight, so they got a couple of eighties, and I believe a high sixty. So they got the, uh, I say that uh, it must be more than that. I guess two thirty seven. They, like they take your biggest three wahoo of the season. Is that how it works? Yeah, biggest three. Biggest wahoo. three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a they, ninety-nine point something weighed in in Florida last week. You know, in a wahoo tournament <sighs> they had over there. Man, that's I mean, a stud. it was just under a hundred pounds. That's a stud right there. 
about you ain't kidding. about three of those for the winner Wahoo yeah. I mean if you if you they say if you break that eighty mark about three times in a row you'll you'll have it pinned. Yeah, and, I uh, see you know, that. I think, <laughs> I think it's a good. It's probably about a sixty-five thousand dollars purse this year, and I think yeah. first place gets. I want to say the split seventy thirty. So first gets seventy, second place gets thirty, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I tell you, the, the Wahoo season this year has been dynamite too. I mean, lots and lots of Wahoo caught. I'm just extremely surprised every weekend. I'm thinking, okay, this is the weekend. It's gonna they're gonna cut off. And then I start seeing those pictures, you know, where they lay them out. That, that boat down south with 150 of them laid out, you know, I mean. Yeah, you know, y'all were talking about that the other day. How do you catch that many on a on a headboat like hard, that? Yeah, it's got to be, I mean, they got to be a bunch of magicians on there because it's tough. I guarantee you that. Can you imagine um, the, man, that would have had to have been a Donnybrook, all the lines tangled and everything. You know how them Wahoo are. They're crazy anyway. That's nuts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That I, that is real tough. I, I I'm very curious <laughs> to see how that works. I mean, I think uh, Monty, you know, he said basically run all those years going, you know, the 36 hour trips and the 50 hour trips and all that. You know, right. he would run the uh, the uh, flower gardens, but they'd put two lures in the back, and that's all you fish. You fish two, three, maybe four. Everybody took turns. That's it, and you just take yeah. turns. I mean, you know, if you got. 15 or 20 in the boat in a day's time that was pretty good you know and and uh so 150 i mean boy you gotta be getting it you know to get to that point that's unthinkable <laughs> that's a lot but it also maybe maybe that's a you know uh, a trigger of what what's going on out in the gulf right now hopefully uh hopefully maybe they landed on just a big old pile of them man sure i mean it seems like that's the way it's been the last couple of years kingfish is you know just the same i mean you know, you don't see them, don't see them, and all of a sudden, boom, you get just massive schools of them, and then they're gone. Yeah, you know? everything's ganged up. Yeah. They have been. Luckily, I've I've seen what I was very curious about this year is, is watching for big kingfish. The last few years out at the gardens, you know, we, they've been catching real big kingfish. And, and I, they must spawn together because all you catch out there is females. You don't catch anything under probably 30 pounds. I mean, they're all right. massive, you know. 60 70 pound kingfish you'll catch the biggest kingfish of the year that right at at the flower garden this time of the year and really? uh you know uh, yeah i mean massive they all Man, of them i can only imagine what a 60 or 70 pound king looks like i mean i tell you what when you're out there wahoo fishing it, it, you know you you really don't know until that sucker breaks the surface what it is you know because they're about they look about the same way down deep you know right or their body size and everything, but uh, yeah, you know that's they, all they Oahu start. is is a supercharged king. That's it. With stripes <laughs> on it. <laughs> but, I think uh, the biggest king I ever caught over the times you know when I fished for that period of time, I think it was about fifty-two and a half pounds. And that I mean, was that's just, a stud. That was a stud. You ain't kidding. I can't imagine what a seventy would look like. Jeez. Well, Bill Boy, Platt probably you. could. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a few, there's no doubt. I mean, I think yeah, we probably broke. He's he's uh, run them kings all over the place, in the Atlantic and the Gulf. Man, he he's a monster after him. You know, it's funny. We'll be out there. We'll be out there. You know, kingfishing during one of our charters, something like that. And I love we we fish a lot of uh, particular rocks and a couple of different places where they get real schooled up. So we 
we drift them, you know, we put a bunch of drift lines out the side and kind of drift sideways uh-huh. over, over these spots. You'd be catching 10 pounders, 15 pounders, just schoolies. And all, all right. of a sudden that big old rock girl hit, you know, that 40 pounder. <laughs> boom, hits the bottom of the boat. Just Got a smoker. Takes breath away, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a crowd pleaser, you know, is an understatement. But, uh, yeah, you know, but the the main thing, though, is that you're catching big ones. If you're catching big ones, then there's, then there's spawning females out there. And you right. really are hopeful for the kingfish this, this coming season, you know. And they finally started catching some towards the, the latter part of the – I'll call it the Wahoo run this year. So, man, I'm kind of staying optimistic that the king fishing is still going to be okay. We're still all right, you know, and uh, we'll just have to sit back and wait. But um, there were some good ones caught. There were some probably 50s. I think uh, uh, I think that same boat that's leading the, the tournament right now had a picture up there of one that was like 57 or something like that. Right. It was a good one. It was a good one. So what's uh I know Sharky went out there and, and, and snagged a few. I mean he got some pretty good ones too. Yeah, Maybe he had uh I forget how big that one was in the photo he sent me. It was bigger than him. It was huge. <laughs> He's holding it up yeah. with a nose on the floor and a tail above his head. It was it was a it was a good one. But uh yeah. they caught quite a few. Oh yeah, but you know he told on me the one spot of the flower garland gardens, the east end or something. I can't remember. Yeah, but, uh, he had a good trip, but they're they're working on them drummers and reds and all that on the jetties now. That's all kicking in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been going good. Yeah, they did. They did. They did have a real good uh, trip, but uh, I think they were on the east gardens. As a matter of fact. And you know what? He made me so proud too because he, he told me that uh, he said the last morning they were there, they had the opposite. Uh, you know, the bite was just on fire. I mean, which it gets that way, you know. And he said that they caught four or five and then just wrapped it up. Said that's enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Got plenty and uh, just you know left them alone. And that's uh that's probably the you know the best way to treat those kind of things. I mean. I don't want to go out there and kill them all. But, no. Uh, you know, oddly enough, though, you know, a couple of trips before, we had we had went out and started jigging for a grouper out there, which he, uh, I, I told him where to, you know, where we were at and all that. But he said he couldn't get a single fish up. There were so many sharks out there. That's what he which, told me. That same thing, man. Them, them sharks, man, they're nasty. I mean, it's just it's just bad and get worse. I don't think it's ever going to get better. You know, and it's, it's not so only, a, you know, here in our area where we fish or anything, but it's, you know, Mike said it's so bad in Venice at times. It, a couple of years ago, he just quit snapper fishing. You couldn't get a, you couldn't get one up. Yeah. He said it wasn't even worth the effort. And he said if you fell in the water, that was the end of you. He said they were oh, terrible. Man. Pitiful. <laughs> Let me knock this break out, Jeff. Hang on, buddy. I'll be right back at you, man. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Trailer for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes, ah, but 
two hours of pushing broom. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 439 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back to Breckenridge. <laughs> that sounds odd. <laughs> sounds a little weird there, Jeff. Let's go to Breckenridge and check in with old Naylor. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It, uh, it's, a, it's, it's different. It's different up here, you know. Yeah, it is. But, uh, you know, you were talking about sharks and all that. and uh, Oh, man. You know, buddy, it's uh, it's it's terrible out there. And, and uh, you know, I, I talked to a couple of, of good buddies of mine, that, that guy down there. And they're about, I mean, one of them's about ready to give up. And I'm like, man, we just got to find something else. You know, go someplace else, figure them out somehow. You know, but that's about what it's come to. I mean, uh, you just – tell you this. I mean, like I said, all the commercial guys around here in the Freeport area are all fishing with cable, you know, opposed to big, <laughs> big huge mono because they just can't keep – you know. No. Sp- they spend so much money on their gear, you know, they can't afford to it. Well, no. hooks aren't cheap oh, anymore. No. Terminal tackle is very yeah. expensive now, you know, if you use the good hooks and the good stuff. And, I mean – you can't believe how bad they get in the bay up my way, all the way up into Trinity. I know the rivers, you know, attract, especially the bull sharks. And yeah. that's what's scary wading up my way in the summer because we have some good spawning flats like in May and June where, where uh, you know, these trout uh, come in and spawn on these spawning flats. And, man, the sharks, are, the tax man is there. You're going to pay him. Um, and they won't eat a little trout. They always wait till you get a big one on them. That's the one they saw off behind the head, man. Oh, man. That's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, you know, speaking of the terminal tackle is, like I said, during, during COVID, I literally had to go out and try to find sponsorships, uh, hook sponsorships. <laughs> and, and it wasn't the money. It was just because they were hard to find, you know, and I couldn't find the size and everything that I wanted. But, you know, they give you a little priority if you were a sponsor, you know, if they – you know, looked out for you or whatever. You're on their program or whatever. How many fish died during the COVID era? <laughs> you know, oh, nobody was at work. They were working off their laptops from the boat and everything else. And, I mean, it's like all the area lakes in Texas. The crappie fishermen couldn't even get minnows because uh, yeah. the shortage. I mean, they just supply and demand. It was just an incredible. And other, you know. It's like Jeff Goat. I remember him going. It was a nightmare for him just trying to get jig heads, you know, for him and his customers to fish with during that time. Sure, sure. Crazy. You almost had to make them yourself, you know, to to, to keep them around. Yeah, a lot of us lost terrible. money during COVID, but some made a lot of money during COVID. So, boy, I tell you, I mean, <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> and the boat prices, man. I mean, this has got. This has got. I mean. I mean, it's Something's like the boat prices him. doubled after COVID. You, you notice that? You. Just kaboom. Yeah, instantaneously. And yet, I mean, and now it's just a complete. I, I tell you what, I still get those triple set of motors for sale. I've got, I literally had one person text me yesterday, and that's been, oh, man, I bet you that's the first uh, contact I've gotten in eight months. Easy. Nobody's even called. They give me a Money's low ball. tight for a lot of people right now. Yeah. That's worst time ever to try and sell those. Boy, I tell you. I mean, and what do you do? If, I mean, you know, I keep asking on the question to Bill Platt and all that. What do you do when you get stuck in a position where you, you know, you're you you got to take on these motors every year to keep the program up, but then, you know, you have such a tough time selling them. Surely, 
COVID is not the only thing that, that, you know, makes these programs tough. I mean, I'm sure the economy goes up and down. You know, well, the last no, it's the economy years. right now. You know, it's, yeah, we're being told that it's good. What do they call it? Bidenomics yeah. or whatever, but I, I know better. <laughs> we're smarter than that. Yeah. It, uh, you know, people are not, uh, I, I'm very surprised. I can't remember another time whenever I had, you know, even pre COVID and all that, you know, I put anything up for sale. I'd at least get a couple low ballers, tie kickers, yeah. something. I mean, tie man, kickers, I've got, I love that yeah. term, <laughs> but I have Sound not like a car it. salesman. Well, got another Boy, tire kicker out there. He's kicking on the tires of that new Buick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it. Uh, I, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to probably bow out of the program for a little while, you know. And uh, I, dude, I love those motors too. That they're, they're they're dynamite. I mean, and this one of the greatest setups I've ever had by a long shot. And uh, you know, I just have to because I can't afford it, you know. And I can't take, I can't continue to take big hits like this because no. Well, I ain't, I ain't gonna fish for free. I, li- you know, don't get me wrong, I love fishing, but. Uh, it's too much work for that, you know. Maybe you can sell them singly. You know, I even tried doing that, too. You know, I put them up. Uh, people were asking me, can can I buy That's singly? That's what I used to do sure. when I'd run twins. You know, I'd get one guy to buy one side and, and another guy would buy the other side, which was a counter-rotator, but it doesn't matter. It just turns left right. instead of right. Your boat's still going to perform the same. Sure. You know, the tough thing with that with the motors I got you so you got two twenty fives and one thirties. That one thirty Oh that thirty, tough. yeah, that's uh more. And yeah, I see. I mean point. I you know, I'm I'm good to take a hit on it too, but I just you know, I, I got nothing, you know. And of course if, if when you get to the back side of that program and you don't hawk that motor, you know, the, the interest rates are astronomical. So I mean oh, you, you know yeah. <laughs> so you're stuck. You gotta you gotta start figuring something out, you know, and uh, yeah, people don't know, realize, you know, you know what's prime mortgage interest right now about seven and a quarter or something like that. Oh, easy, but, uh, and but for uh, boating, <laughs> interest is way more. You know, oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, point or two higher than that. You know, and, what's and credit card interest now? Twenty three percent. Oh man. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. I mean, credit you know, card debts are over a trillion dollars now. Oh, man. You know, somebody, I've read an article not that long ago, and I don't know how much truth there is to it. They say it's one of the highest default rates we've ever had in American history. Oh, I can and see it. On yeah. Top, yeah. The repo on top guys that, are busy right now. Oh, I bet. I mean, I'm telling you. And, <clears throat> you know, it's just going to make it a little tougher and tougher for us as we move on, you know. So I guess to that point, you know, I got to start raising the prices again, and I really thought I was doing good. You know, I was about plateaued out, but uh, you know, don't be surprised. Well, fuel, fuel's it, going but, up again. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been climbing nickel at a time. That adds up. That's it. Well, I'll tell you Especially what, that diesel, for, you know, for guys like y'all, yeah, and diesel, it just, uh, you know, I just have to swallow that. <laughs> Because I, I love diesel trucks. I mean, I always have. There's nothing pulls like them, performs, they're smooth. I mean, I just love everything about a diesel pickup. You know, a three-quarter, yeah. one-ton truck. They're great. They're pulling machines. Absolutely. They hook on to these big Long old boats and don't even motors. know they're back there. 
Oh, by a long shot. And then, you know, and then I, that diesel price keeps going up and then you go back. Oh, and yeah. Go up and it's just, man, you can't, you can't catch a break, you know. So it is well, what it back is. back when I started running diesels, I mean, that was, it was so economical fuel-wise. I mean, I mean, slide in and have oil change to diesel now. It's going to, that's going to cost you a buck seventy-five to $200, depending on the oil Easy. you run. Easy. That's it. But, you know, one of those things, I mean, surely you've seen a lot of it throughout the years. I mean, up and downs and all that. Very odd time, you know, not really. I, I don't ever recall ever running into this issue. You know, as no, far I, as just, I just want to go back but, four years. I'll be fine with that. <laughs> just keep me normal. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but it you, affects, know, in, you know, it affects everything in our industry. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, they're talking about raising the interest rates still. They were talking yeah. about bringing them down. Now they're talking about bringing them back up again. Oh, and, man, wow. I'm going to tell you, that's going to really put us in a spin. I hope there's a lot of people that survive this, honestly. I know there's there's friends of mine that I, I know are in a tight spot to begin with. And, uh, you know, it's such an awesome thing, uh, you know, guiding. And, and, you know, I'm just so proud to be a part of it. And, you know, you never make a ton of money, it seems like. I mean, about the time you think you're gaining pretty good, you know, it's something else bites you. And, uh, but yeah, welcome to the I guide mean, business. That's been that way <laughs> my whole career. You know, I've seen the best and the worst yeah, financially and fish wise. It just, uh, when the money's good, you're making money, then the fishing goes to, goes to crud, you know? And then yeah. when the fishing's good, then then the money goes bad. It's just hey, that's the game you play. Yeah, absolutely. But you're not Hopefully. punching the clock, and you don't have anybody's thumb on your head. You control well, your own destiny. I mean, you got yeah, it's absolutely true. You know, but hopefully these guys survive it, man. And we continue to do what we Me do. Me too. I, I feel bad for a lot of people right now in our business. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. I mean, the Miami Boso and all that seem to be going decent. I've, I've, you know, I see a ton of boats on the market, though. I mean, it's it, there's no doubt that it's going to come down. You know, you're going to find some jewels in this whole little deal, but, uh, you know, gosh. Yeah, but you got to have the capital, you know. That's when, it. When I mean, you got to be the guy. Yeah, you got money on the spot. And, uh, you know, but, hey, in the meantime, if anybody needs a triple set of Honda motors that are, perfect these these motors are actually uh i the shortest lived motors on my boat i literally got them late in the season and then my new ones came real early so they were on my boat for about four months and um you know i always take really good care of them so right uh maybe some well, plus our hondas i mean that's oh, man. bulletproof engines i tell you what man and uh, you know i hear somebody bill and i were talking bill platt and i were talking about it not that long ago and you know, he was he was asking me how how the Hondas would do. You know, I haven't found a better motor. I mean, I've literally for the I've run them the, all, brother, for a long hiccups. time, and I've, I I could never go back to something else after running these. I mean, I'm oh, just spoiled rotten now. They are dynamite. That you know, they they you can take a lick. I mean, I tell you what, one day I was out there, we we uh, jumped a, a log, and, and God forbid, you know, it's not something I just go out and try to do, but. We end up jumping log. Otherwise, any other motor, I would, I would have taken out the lower unit. I mean, it would have been gone. It would have been at the bottom of the sea. It, it never even affected it, you know. 
It tagged. I mean, just, kinda, just look at the trunk of that engine, the way it's ma- made from the power head down. Look at the size of that lower unit. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty much overkill. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like the way Toyota builds their trucks, you know, like their, that little Tacoma. I mean, yeah. that little bitty pickups built like a three quarter ton and sure. they last forever. The resale value. I mean, you can have a 10, just look at the prices on them that are 10 and 15 years old. They're, it's ridiculous how they hold their value. Yeah. Absolutely. But they're Without built right. That's they it. last forever. That's I remember it. when Skeeter, you know, God rest his soul. I mean, he said uh, pound for pound and uh, buck for buck, that was the best built truck on the road. Sure. He, he knows a lot about vehicles, or he did. Texas Absolutely. car doctor. We sure yeah, man. Them. When you get a good one, man, you hold on to it. I mean, they, these uh, those motors have been absolute dynamite. I, I literally had very uh, very few little hiccups, and I've I probably ran those Hondas four thousand hours or more so right. far. I mean, Sharky, look at him. I mean, they they run them up <laughs> outrageous. I mean, there's tens of thousands of hours on theirs, you know, and and uh, and then all done real well. Yeah, I've seen I hate, more I see those. federal boats, you know, a lot of the, you know, U.S. government uses them. And uh, Fernando was telling me they get them in there for service jobs, you know, oil changes and all that, and have fourteen, fifteen thousand 15,000 hours on them. Yeah, out, outrageous. That I mean, just outrageous. Still Cadillac. Still <laughs> Yeah, no, they're great, man. I well, just hopefully you can, mine, you can sell those. Somebody will, somebody will need them. It'll, sure, it'll sure. Yeah, it'll come around. It will. But and what uh, we need is good weather and for offshore fishing to be big time this year. That'll help a lot. That will help a lot. That will help a lot. I mean, the trend the last few years has not been good, though. I mean, you know, well, I tell you that. I say that. I mean, last year, I I thought for sure we were going to end up running only about half the trips. But, you know, it, it was just rough enough to hurt your body, but not run rough enough to not too rough to trip. go you know I mean, but the year before was terrible i mean yeah i remember year before last you know. year man y'all took some beatings oh man it was rough it was real rough and you know they say it's supposed to be a real uh active hurricane year this year i mean knock on wood i mean i hate to even say it or talk about it you know but um sometimes in those years they tend to be a little bit calmer winds generally so we'll see i don't know but you're sure right man a bunch you know a handful more of those trips is all it really takes you know to put you over the edge so that's it just hope the insurance prices don't go up on me too which i'm sure that's the big issue i mean (laughs) my wife and i were talking about that last night you know from boat insurance homeowners you know even health care even though where at the age you get, uh, you know, Medicare, still you have to, they take money out of your Social Security check to pay for Medicare. Plus you have to buy a supplemental, you know, and yeah. just everybody's insurance poor. It's outrageous. That, yeah, you know, my, my insurance, uh, you know, they they threaten to to not cover these policies anymore. This is the last couple of years. And I just talked to my insurance agent not this I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and she was telling me the same thing. She's like, man, you know, they're 
talking about not doing these policies again. And I've probably been through about three different insurance companies since I started, you know, 10 years ago, even. Yeah. And, uh, you know, COVID really messed it up. I had a real good one. My, my it first did. one was great, you know, yep. it just went south after that. Things I don't know. went bad then, in the post COVID era, buddy. And all yeah. aspects. All right, Jeff. Well, I got to run my friend. If somebody, uh, wants to call you about fishing this summer, Getting out in the blue water and doing it up with you and Monty and everybody. How do they get a hold of you, man? You bet, man. Call me anytime at 979-417-1013 or go to our website at stsladventures.com and, uh, you know, holler at us if you didn't have any questions about anything else. You got it, brother. All right. Hang in there, dog. Y'all have fun up there playing in the snow. Sounds, uh, y'all can have that cold stuff. It's it's nice down here. I like it. Oh, man. I appreciate it, man. Have a good Sunday. Later. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 